let's do this, bitch. Wait a second. No, shut up. Stop it. I'm Justin. You're Frankie Tom. Plaid, Yeah. Plaid, lads. just gonna keep doing that until you bring the old theme song back Tom. I hope you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna overlay that over the new theme. <laughs> uh, how's it going, Fringies? It's good. Um, the Plaid Lads Nation can't see this, but I am recording for the first time in my new apartment in South Philadelphia. You Ooh. heard right, folks. For the first time, Frank has a good reason to be Skyping into the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I have a better reason. Other than I didn't feel like driving down to Berlin. Nobody it, feels like driving down to Berlin. Not even Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a slog. Um, I'm good though. So okay, yeah. Uh, you're in your new apartment. It looks really nice. Yeah, I can see your bathroom where you make your little boom booms. <laughs> boom booms. That's where I and I clean up the boom booms and the pee pee. Oh boy! Wait, what? <laughs> Do you pee on your butt? With- yeah. <laughs> You're a monster, Frank. And I don't clean it off until I get in the shower. Isn't that what everyone does? <laughs> Come on, guys. Okay. Does okay? Do we all pee in the shower? No. Yes. It's, it's yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. You pee yeah. in the shower. No. Yeah. It goes to, as Bob's Burgers said. <laughs> it just goes down the drain. It goes down the drain. No, you make sure to like turn. You're not the, peeing on yourself. You you're turn, peeing down the drain. You turn the water on afterwards to like on. wash it yeah. all the way down. You're not, no, no, you're not doing it in a dry shower. You're doing it while you're showering. Yeah. No, I hate to be the Elaine Bennis here from an identical episode of a show about this topic. It's all, it's all pipes. Uh, no, we truly are the Seinfeld of the twenty teens. I'm. Per- <laughs> Who's who? I'm Kramer. I'm Newman. I'm Soup Nazi? <laughs> I, well, no, I guess I'm Lloyd Braun. You remember Lloyd Braun? Is he the... Uh, fuck, fuck Seinfeld! <laughs> We're not talking about Seinfeld! I have so much anger inside of me. I never wanted to offend the Afro-Americans. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, stop laughing. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not stop, stop laughing. laughing. Oh. Who am I? Who am I? Who Can, am we I? Over- Can we put a clip of that in? <laughs> um, remember B-Movie? I do. I remember it before it was a meme. What yeah. did we go? Me, Justin, and Subo went to the movie theater intending to watch like No Country for Old Men when it came out yeah. or something. And at the last moment, we decided <laughs> yeah. to sneak into <laughs> B movie. <Yeah. laughs> and as like 20 year old men, we watched B movie. It was not a good choice. <laughs> Are you okay, Chief? <laughs> yeah, a little for <laughs> 
He's drinking. He's drinking some beer. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Not yeah. yet, baby. Not yet, baby. Not yet. Not yet, baby. baby. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Justin, shut that door. Uh, yeah, come on now. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't want anyone to think you're cyber sexing with a uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I really wouldn't. I can honestly say that's the only kind of sex I would want to have with you. <laughs> hey. All right, oral too. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, fellas. Anywho, I don't what? care who wants to lick on who else's wiener. We've got what a happened? show to do. Is, what, what happened this week? What happened? Oh, wait, what? Nobody cares? Oh, no, nobody. Da, 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 da. The week in your area. Bung, A- bung. Anyway. <laughs> um. That was a lot. That was a lot, Justin. Yeah. I just want to say that, like, Frank moved. And nobody yeah. cares what happened to the rest of us, I guess. Yeah, I'm still here in this ditch, guys. Hey, it's my home. It's a well, nice we ditch. talked about well, the last time we did an episode, we talked about Justin being emancipated from Glorious yeah. and Global. Tom, you've, you've been having um, some uh, fun music time adventures. Yeah, I also took a trip to Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Canada. It was fun. <laughs> We're in Canada, Tom. Montreal. Montreal, How Quebec. Très amusant. Bonsoir, sur toi. It was, it was fun. Uh, I tried to speak French. They were like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that French accent that they do up there, it's like a French accent, but it's got a little bit of a Wisconsin <laughs> to it. And I say, even though you are a Canadian, uh, good Quebecois people, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I went to all the topless breakfast places, which are a thing apparently. There were a lot of strip clubs in the neighborhood I was in. I gotta, I gotta say, uh, no, like I, a thing. it was fun. It was still winter. I went because it was my birthday. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you, And I figured uh, the best way to spend this landmark is alone in a foreign city. <laughs> <laughs> In a foreign country. In a foreign country, all by myself. But I met some cool dudes uh, who were my Airbnb hosts, and we went and saw an EDM show and got shit-faced. It was pretty fun. That uh, sounds pretty good. Yeah, it was bad. And then I spent the Shout next- out to Canadian guys. Hey, Canadian guys. Up <laughs> Thank there. Thank you for not drugging Tom. Yeah, I thought about that way too long afterward where I was just like, man, I was in a really vulnerable spot there, but it seemed fine. <laughs> Tom, are you sure you still have both kidneys? I mean, I'm pretty... What color do you turn without kidneys? Have you checked your bones lately? <laughs> oh, fuck. Do you have all of your bones? Those slimy Canadians. Uh, do you really need and- a radius and an ulna? Anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, just today, William Barr, our current attorney general, um, mm. uh, is dealing with some contention from Robert Mueller because Robert Mueller uh, released a letter saying that he was unhappy with yeah. the way that uh, William Barr had characterized the uh, Mueller report itself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and the Mueller report, of course, being Robert Mueller's investigation into alleged ties between Donald Trump mm-hmm. and Russia during Donald Trump's uh, 2016 election campaign. Yeah. So I was what? thinking, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was thinking, fellas, uh-huh. you know, I think this would be an interesting, like, jumping off point for us to discuss, like, the mm-hmm. relative veracity of the Trump-Russia stuff. Like, Well, okay, these, okay. Uh-huh. I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week, yeah. but, I mean, the fact of the matter is that the idea of the AG acting as an independent arbiter of rule of law is kind of out the window and is a really disturbing trend of uh, just self-serving cronyism within the administration where he's just stacking every department with sycophants i know i've been thinking about that a lot recently and i've you know what's really been on my mind is that dr fraser crane is aging he doesn't feel like his old self his back hurts his he's balding a little bit he had to get new glasses because he can't see at night when he's driving his name is it's i'm justin and i'm i'm getting old this episode of fraser he wants to fuck a 20 year old everybody says yes and he says no but then he says yes and now but then she says no and then he punches a mannequin fraser season one episode 20 40 something What's happening? We're doing Frasier. Yeah, Frasier. Okay, I guess I'll roll with it. <laughs> Fellas, you know, you want to know something I noticed about this? Uh, what's interesting to me is that Roz uses the term gaslighting in 1993. Yes. yes. Do you, you realize that that's based on a movie from like the oh, it's 40s? Oh, a movie yeah. and a play. Yeah. Called Gaslight. But <laughs> I didn't realize that the term gaslighting... Yeah. was so prevalent even before its current context. I, yeah, no, I was talking about this with some people at work, and it's definitely it's definitely always been an expression, but it used to be for a much more narrow thing. Like, what Roz Make did... somebody think they're fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, what Literally, Roz did yeah. is is classic, prototypical gaslighting. Yeah. Now, it's, it's spreading out uh, into vaguer, more emotional, long-term relationship-based terms. Uh, and taking on a, a decidedly gendered political thing, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's always been a thing, guys. Yeah, it's always been a thing. I, I was just surprised to see it in a television show from yeah. 1993. It was it was crazy. Um, well, because what Roz does is she decides to start fucking with him because Frazier starts to sort of misremember things in the studio. So she says things like, "About it, I already have." Well, it's been happening to me a lot lately. Last night I walked into the kitchen and I, I just stood there. I couldn't remember what I'd gone in there for. Well, don't make yourself crazy over it. It's mm. completely normal. Okay. Oh, by the way, your hairstylist called to confirm your appointment. I made an appointment with Timo? I don't remember that. It's because you did and I was just gaslighting you. That is not funny. Don't lighten up. Here. I just can't believe you forgot. And he goes, forgot what? It was my birthday. Mm. And she just fucks around with him that way. It's a good bit. Good it bit. Is, good Kelsey good grammaring. Bit. It's a solid episode. Um, it's very uh, funny. Um, are you on fucking Fraserpedia? <laughs> he's got are his phone. On- <laughs> he's on. He's on Fraserpedia on the World Wide Web, folks. So Justin spent, as I'm sure you've listened to the classic app a thousand <laughs> times by now, because it always makes me laugh. 
when Justin spent a good, what was it, Tom, five minutes yeah. on Frasierpedia, and we cut that down. Oh, oh well, uh, just so you fucking know, the caller this week was Reba McIntyre. It was Reba McIntyre, which you can get from the end of the episode. Go fuck yourself. As well. Yeah, he's, uh, but he's, Justin's- he's got his 1998 Dell computer running Windows <laughs> Microsoft Bob, and uh, he's got his... Uh, Internet Explorer open to Fraserpedia www.fraserpedia.com JavaScript. He's listening to Alice in Chains. And he's using Angel Fire. He's <laughs> he's wearing topaz pants. Uh, and he's a nineties. He's, he's drinking a Sobe <laughs> next to his Zima, and uh, he's got a Gigapet and uh, a peg leg. And a glass eye and a booger well, hanging out of his nose. <laughs> and a song in his heart. <laughs> I haven't been paying any attention. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> anyways, he's just on Fraserpedia. But folks, it took him about five minutes to look up Malcolm McDowell. And Malcolm then he got mad McDowell. at me. Oh. He got mad at me when I pointed out that Malcolm McDowell loves California Pizza Kitchen. Like that's like that's nothing. It's a great fact. I am. The man loves California Pizza Kitchen. He loves that fucking barbecue chicken pizza. I am so angry with you right now. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Frazier is uh, uh, trying on clothes in this department store, right? No, no I want to. I want to say um, that I, I, I might be misremembering, but um, this episode really started. Uh, showing the relationship between um, Daphne and Martin, which yes. is one of my favorite aspects of the show. He's buying his underwear. Yeah, and it's not so much a a father daughter relationship, but it's not like a um. It's it's a weird but but very heartwarming relationship. It's kind. It of, doesn't feel exploitative. Exactly. I feel like it has. Um, I feel like it has roots in British uh, yeah. media, like sort of like the the maid fuss pot mm-hmm. kind of relationship, you know. Um, Comes on a fucking roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can't tell, ladies and gents. We're a little tired tonight. <laughs> uh, tired, bored. <laughs> Let me say this. I started watching Deep Space Nine, <laughs> the and, best Star Trek, show. and I—it's good. The first season's not good. Um, Deep Space Nine is to the Legend of Korra what TNG is to Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's a similar—it's a similar tonal shift. I'm gonna let this run for exactly. It's, uh, it's a similar one like minute. it's more adult themes and everything, but. TNG and Avatar, I think, is the better show because keep, keep it has a sense DS9. of fun. Keep going with DS9 because you'll get there. I'll get there. I already like it. I do like it. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Fucking so, anyway. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, Frazier's in this department store. He's Odo can for fuck himself. I hate Odo. He's got Odo's a weird my face. Favorite character. You're a fucking idiot. My fa- two favorite characters are Odo and Quark. They're fun together. They anyway. are fun together. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, Fraser Crane 
is trying to buy a suit in this department store, and this hot, sexy young babe starts flirting with him uh, Ew, incredibly bl- uh, brazenly. What are you, Freudian? Reichian? Well, actually, lately I've been leaning more towards Jung. I guess that's because I'm just young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the oldest joke in the psychiatrist's joke book. I can't even believe I said it. I can't believe I laughed at that. <laughs> oh, I bet you laugh at all your customers' jokes. No, just the cute ones. <laughs> Cute jokes are customers. You figure it out. Yeah, yeah. In a way that would never happen because have you seen Kelsey Grammer's haircut in season one of Frasier? And have you seen his Easter Island head? Yes, you have. I've seen his. I see his naked body every week when we uh, record this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we because record this podcast because that's my Skype avatar. Which... Is naked Kelsey Grammer, and as I'm not changing it. <laughs> I mean. I'm calling HR. The Plaid Lads. Too bad. Plaid yeah. Lads HR is just Justin in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so do we think that this episode is just sort of middle-aged man wish fulfillment a no, little bit? Uh, I mean, a little bit. I I misremembered the episode, and in my head they went out, which I think he does go out with a younger woman. He- he definitely does. Um, Where is that? I think that's Niles. Niles dates one of the baristas. Oh. But we'll get there. I, I liked that the first like quarter of this uh, episode, it really did hit on a lot of like aging things, and I related very much to it. Let me ask you a few questions. Can you still get through the night without having to get up to go to the john? <laughs> And you get in and out of a chair without going, mmm. <laughs> and you get a slice of pizza less than 12 hours before you go to bed. What's on the pizza? <laughs> Justin, you just turned 30. This is some hot bullshit. I know. I know. I'm going to die soon. Kelsey Grammer's going to outlive me. How do you feel about that, guys? He probably guys? won't. <laughs> no. He probably won't. He was drunk for the entirety of this uh, television program and cheers, and he was doing cocaine. That's true. He uh, does turn we, really bright colors. Clip in, can we clip in the video of him falling off the stage? Yes, it's there. You listen to it. Trip through It's a Small World, pretending I was a UN interpreter. Lord. <laughs> I, I think I'm... Wow, that was really, really bad. How did that make you feel, listener? <laughs> very good. It makes me feel very good. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. This I think this is a very good episode. It is. It's, it's a very funny. good episode. Um, Roz, uh, no, the lady asks Bulldog if he's, uh, asks Frazier if Bulldog is gay, and the actor is gay. Yeah. Dan Butler? Yeah. Dan Butler's, uh, a gay man, but, uh, also don't we find out very late in the series that also Bulldog is a gay man? No, I think you're thinking of no. Todd from Scrubs. I am he, thinking of Todd yeah, from Scrubs. but he's bi. Oh, yeah. What are you? I'm Todd. Yeah. And then he gives you a five and walks out. That's good. Pretty solid. I like the, when, the episode when he walks around saying, tell, uh, asking people, how's your penis? <laughs> <laughs> That's 
21. You want to change this to a Scrubs podcast? Not at all. <laughs> not, not, not a Scrubs podcast because we have to get to the Scrubs, the new class where it's just Donald Faison <laughs> and Zach Braff and no one else. I really, really, really don't want to do that. Dr. Cox, Uh-oh. everyone. Oh. I had a dream. Have you ever, either of you had a dreams about a television show where it's like a made up thing, but it fit perfectly? What was the dream, Tom? I don't remember it. You're, oh, why do I have to? Okay. Your dream is that uh, you're trying to take a nap. No, no. JD is trying to take a nap. I was no part of this dream. J- Were you oh. cuddling Zach Braff? No. <laughs> JD is trying to take a nap, and Dr. Cox has set up a drum mich- a drum kit next to him and starts playing the drums to wake him up to be a jerk. Yeah. Which reminds that me, I have had a dream of a TV show. Uh-huh. I have had a dream of a TV show. The TV show I dreamed was 30 Rock. Uh-huh. In this episode, there's a power outage at 30 Rockefeller Center, and they have to halt production. And everyone has to decide what they're going to do with their time. So Tina Fey's Liz Lemon character goes down to the ca- cafeteria, and uh, uh, Jack Donaghy asks her, Lemon, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm going to fulfill my bucket list. And she pulls out a piece of paper, and it says different kinds of food that she wants to eat a bucket of. Mm. Uh, so she is gorging her, which is very Liz Lemon if you watch the show. Mm. Also, she's lost her glasses, and she can't see very well. Oh, no. And uh, so there's this guy across the room who's blurry and out of focus. And uh, uh, she thinks that he's like flirting with her from across the room, like looking at her. And she's talking about it throughout the episode. And the last shot is that she works up her courage and she, uh, inspired by completing her bucket list, goes up to the guy. And as she walks up to the guy, it comes into focus and it turns out to be a cardboard cutout of herself. That as a promotion sounds like a real 30 rock yeah. episode. And then the last line is she pulls out her phone and says something like, uh, Dr. Nelson, it happened again. Mm. And that, that, was- al- that almost sounds like a real 30 rock episode. It's pretty good. How about you, Frank? Have any dreams about television? That- <laughs> um, so Twin Peaks, the return had a really profound effect on me and my life two mm. years ago, uh, as it did for all three of us in this room. And I had a very feverish dream after the eighth episode of the show Mm -hmm. that was very uh, upsetting and involved nuclear war. Nice. Oh, that's a bummer. I like mine. Yeah, I like mine better. It's it's fun. Both of yours are better. (laughs) And I had a sex dream about Roz Doyle, which brings us back to Frasier. (laughs) Yes. Justin came in his pants thinking about Roz Doyle. He, he, wo- he woke up with his eyes crossed, covered in sweat, went, oh! <laughs> his tongue sticking out. Uh, anyway, it's a good Roz episode. Doyle! <laughs> a good episode, but I, I hear another song I call on, boys. Oh! Ooh. Are we done with this episode? <laughs> yeah, fuck I think it. The Plat might be going to the movies. Yep, Getting a beer. Can you get me a beer? <laughs> Frank, you want a beer? <laughs> sure. I'm going to chug it through the screen. Oh, oh, do that again, yeah. <laughs> and, but slower. <laughs> uh.
sensational murder of Sugar Torch, Burlesque Queen. Triggers a manhunt in the teeming streets of Little Tokyo in Los Angeles and fires a turbulent love story between an American girl and a Japanese boy. You mean you want to marry her? You wouldn't have said it that way if I were white. It can never work out, Chris. If he feels like that, what can I expect from you? Everything. Because I love you. The Crimson Kimono, starring lovely Victoria Shaw, Glenn Corbett, Hollywood's fastest rising young star, and James Shigeta. What is his strange fascination for American girls? Be sure to see The Crimson Kimono, written, produced, and directed by Samuel Fuller. This week on the pod, we are talking about Sam Fuller's seminal 1951 crime noir classic, The Crimson Kimono. Mono, mono, mono. Starring the guy from Die Hard, who is the guy who owns Nakatomi Plaza. Mm. I forget <laughs> as a half Japanese detective and nondescript white guy <laughs> playing the white lie lead character, whose name I also forget. It involves murder in Little Tokyo in Los Angeles. Who's the murderer and why? We'll find out. Bake him away. Dr. Fraser Crane's going on vacation. He wants to go on vacation alone, but then he talks to Roz about it and envies her relationship with her mother, so he decides to take his father on vacation. His father decides he wants to go on an RV vacation, and then they each separately talk to Roz and Daphne because they don't want to go on vacation alone together, so they bring Roz and Daphne, not Roz, Niles, and Daphne together. Then they go to Canada afraid to get back in because she's not allowed to leave the country and then they have a good time and then they decide to go see Yellowstone and then they have a conversation about leaving them at home and then just going by themselves and then they decide against that and then it's when they make a joke about telling Daphne Mary went to Mexico. Frasier season one episode 21 travels with Mario. Good cheese. <laughs> Funny episode. With okay, so my only knock against this episode, it has the creepiest Niles thing so far. Yes, yes, it's horrifying. The it, worst Niles thing so far, like bar none. The worst are we talking one. about the credits one or yes. the one in the? Yeah. Because the credits the, one the also credits includes one. Yes, because because the credits one ties into the earlier one. The credits one also includes one of the best uh, Kelsey Grammer mugs of the entire. <laughs> yeah, series. It's a good one. It, it is a good one. It's a good one, but fucking Niles is literally filming Daphne sleeping while she sleeps, and he has a joke about it, which is. Oh, I'm just making some home movies that we can watch over and over oh. and over again. And uh, Frazier breaks it up by doing a really like hard sort of right turn and yeah, and there's knocks a physical a, comedy. It's a it's a good gag. See, like but, that gag earlier on in the episode is gross, but it's kind of saved because of that. But then sh- showing it, it's. It's terrifying. It's uh, horrifying. And I was just thinking the episode before that it's like, oh, they're they're making some fucking progress with this fucking shit. This is disgusting. Yeah, it's no, pretty good. We're not. I, I, ju- I also just think it was kind of a lazy credits gag on their part because like the comic timing of it's pretty bad and it's yeah. pretty awkward in general. But that kind of shows you where people's heads were back then. 
that uh that that, that, that making sort of like an, an, an ill-delivered version of that really creepy gag for the credits bit was okay in their minds yeah um yeah. but uh, besides that it was a pretty enjoyable episode i think it was a great episode i this is one that i all um always thought was a much later episode for some reason yeah well because they they bring back the rv yes the yes. winnebago yeah yeah uh the road warrior uh it would be called uh this also introduces the concept of Roz's mom Yes. Who uh, I always found that really fascinating. Roz's mom, like Roz herself, is like an immensely accomplished independent career woman. She's the attorney general of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, very active. She briefly has a thing with uh, Marty Crane. It doesn't work they, out. Spoiler alert, they date and she likes him more than he likes her, I believe, was the storyline. What a tool. Yeah. Marty Crane. You are. Yeah. You are. You are. You, you are scum no uh he's fine. throw him down the stairs <laughs> throw him down the stairs uh so i like um, that there's a throw funny- marty from the train um i i love any of the ep- this is the, the first of um i think my favorite uh type of fraser episode the vacation episodes oh yeah i'm throwing this in with all, all of the cabin episodes uh um the and this cruise is, episode that they do. Mm-hmm. There are so many different kinds of cabin episodes. There, there's cabins. There are like uh, beach resort. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Um, I would say that the Thanksgiving episode is a holiday episode, but it's also kind of a vacation episode because they go to Lilith. One hundred percent. And spoiler alert: that's my favorite episode of Frasier. Is one of the very very best. Yeah. Um, we should do that for Thanksgiving this year. If it times out. We don't no. fuck with it's the tw- system, Frank. It's 2019. What? <laughs> it's 2019. Also, my favorite episodes are whenever um, uh, the Crane Boys, including uh, Martin, revert back to childhood uh, selves. Rolls, yeah. Rolls. There's an excellent gag in here where Martin gets cut off by a driver and he goes, in the car! <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's cute. Um, there's also, uh, I love the sequence of Niles and Frazier pointing out places to go, and they are petulant little uh, babies. And then there's a line about a baseball cap. Put it in here now, Frank. Tom. Now, why should we be so beholden to maps and schedules? We should roam. America has always been enchanted with the romance of the open highway. Jack Kerouac went on the road. Boz and Todd got their kicks on Route 66. The adventure is in the journey. We should just ramble. Doggone it, I'm inspired. I'm going to put on a baseball cap. <laughs> so, fellas, how any, any family travel anecdotes from your own formative years? Well, let me ask you guys this. Um, Riddle me this, Batman. How often have you had to ride in the trunk of the car? <laughs> um, there was one trip yeah. <laughs> where it was, uh, we were going to, I think it was Disney World. I think it was the year we decided mm-hmm. to draw, do the Disney World drive. Yeah. We and only I think that was drove. the year I got relegated to the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you the youngest? Is it just you no, and your sister? I'm actually. My twin sister is three minutes younger than me. 
but I have an older sister who's like 10 years older than us. Okay. Oh, what a weird so scrub. I'm not technically the youngest. My, my twin sister is. Um, but for whatever reason, I was the one who got relegated to the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you say trunk, do you mean like close the lid? There were, no, there was like an extended seat that would go into the back. Yeah, well... With, like, a seatbelt and everything. Oh, oh, for me, it wasn't so much a um, uh, Reservoir Dogsy uh, trunk <laughs> as the the back of a Trans Am <laughs> full of my, uh, like, six people in the family, and I would have to ride back there. Wait, the Trans Am. Trans Am. Yeah, this was... An- so it's like a trunk. It's fully as a trunk, but there's no divider between it and the rest of the car. Okay, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the fact of your whole family fitting into a Pontiac Trans Am. Oh, we, we've tried. Do we have, like, three brothers? We've got three brothers and me, my daddy, my mommy. Uh, so I didn't go to Disney places. I've never been to a Disney uh, place, uh, country, or planet. Uh, so uh, oh, we're living on Disney Planet, baby. They own everything. That's true. Hey, man. Including the Fantastic Four now. The Fantastic Four and the X Men. I mean, they also own all of 20th Century Fox's filmography, think, which is insane. Do you think uh, Johnny Storm and Storm are gonna fuck? We both. No. They're cousins, Justin. <laughs> Their last name is Storm. All right, all right. Let's do this now. Who in this Disney Fox merger, based on the merger, do we want to see fuck? <laughs> John McClane. I want to see John McClane. <laughs> okay. Uh, fuck. Ariel the Little Kylo Ren. <laughs> what? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I can see that. I don't. I don't like Mr. it. Mr. Willis, you're Mr. Willis, you're very bald. <laughs> I, I, That's really. I solid. find that very appealing. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's much better than Justin's. No, mine is great. Here's my. Justin, do yours. Here's my. It's a specific line that I created. I assure you, my knuckles are quite bare. <laughs> That's I, a good one. I assure you, my knuckles are quite bare. Jesus. Mr. Willis. It's far too salty. That's Marlon Brando. That was Truman Capote. It's, it's far too salty. Pepperoni. <laughs> no, that was Philip Seymour Hoffman as Truman Capote. Before he died from a heroin overdose. That was quite a long time before he died of a heroin overdose. Speaking of accents, there's a wonderful scene when they're trying to get back into the uh, the country where yes. Daphne uh, is doing her American accent. And she can only say sure, 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 yeah. sure. And uh, Martin uh, Martin fools the immigration officer by saying, you know, oh, we are hiding something, sir. We are hiding something. We didn't get our dog the rabies certificate. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out a wallet picture of the dog to prove that the dog is an American dog and they didn't buy it in Canada. And once you know it, his old police officer badge is right next to the picture of the dog, which I don't think they let you keep the badge. Uh, I'm pretty sure you don't get to keep the badge. Yeah. Because you don't have authority anymore. (laughs) You're not a police officer. You have to give the badge up. So Uh, why does he still have the badge? 
And then they're all agreeing about, oh, oh, oh the dog needs to have his rabies shot and down. And he says, sure. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Scene over. Great episode. <laughs> Great episode. Um, it reminds me of a time that um, a fire truck backed up into my car. It was like a fire truck, like fireman pickup truck. And then we, I had to talk to a cop. Is that when you had weed in your car? No, I didn't have weed. I had, like, rolling papers and stuff. Okay. But I didn't have weed. Um, but then I, even though I was the one who my car got hit, I had to kowtow to this fucking cop. Of course. Uh, oh, yes, I remember the story. Because this was in 2008. Yeah, and he was saying some, like, uh, oh, so what do you think of this Obama <laughs> And you were like, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I sold out my... <laughs> this is why... You're, you turned so quick. Yeah. Justin, if you were in a crime movie, uh, you would be the John Turturro character every time. <laughs> uh, oh, I have no Anyway, backbone. Tom. Huh? What album are we talking about this week? Come, baby, come. It's so easy when you're used to it. Come, baby, come. It's so easy when you're used to it. This week we are talking about the album from the year... 2000. Thousand, 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 thousand. First time on this uh, pod that we're not doing an album, we're doing an EP. An important Ooh. EP. We're doing the uh, Treble in Trouble EP by Ooh. Theodore oh. Francis Leo. Ted Leo. That's a good one. That's a great one. That's a great one. Uh, before the Pharmacist. Controversial opinion. I like EPs more than albums. I think my, there's less of it. It takes less time to listen to. And also, it's more concentrated. My, I think my favorite Stephen Malcolmus EP uh, thing is uh, the Spit on a Stranger EP. I love the Traveling uh, Travel EP. My favorite White Oak thing is uh, their EP, uh, My Savior, My Creator. There you go. And I think it's going to become increasingly the thing of the future. Uh, in way the, of the future. Of, uh, the way in, of the future. The way, the way of the future. In this post uh, music industry time, so um, it's weird because it's early in the pharmacist career, but it's I think probably it took us a while, mm-hmm. all of us, to get to this one. Yes, yeah, because we all started with like the obvious stuff, like the tyranny of distance and the hearts of oak and the etc. Yeah. Uh, and um, but it's got some really great tracks on it, including the awesome. Uh, cover the f- fucking amazing cover of Little Girl in Bloom originally by Thin Lizzy. Little girl in bloom with happy heart you walk beside in a sadness, sorrow, or gloom. Tomorrow you'll be a blushing bride that loves a blushing little girl. We're going to be talking about Ted Leo a lot on this show because we're all pretty big Ted Leo fans. So we thought instead of just like starting with like the biggest stuff, we would like more or less just go chronologically. Yeah. There is one album before this, but somebody doesn't own it, 
So we're going to have to come back to Ted Leo? Question mark? You don't own that album? It's a weird one. It's very experimental. I'm a big fan of it. Ooh, sorry. I- Jeez. No respect. Justin. Uh, but I, let me, I, um, that cover of Little Girl in Bloom yes. is, is fucking amazing. Why? It's, it's like all at once, like super faithful to the original. But it is so Ted Leo. But it is so different than a Ted Leo or Thin Lizzy song. So it's this weird third space um, that both reveals uh, itself through each performance and reveals each performer through itself. Dr. Freeman created another Niles creative to write a uh, book together, but they fail at it. Have you ever tried siblings working together? Creeps me out. I don't know why. You you have said this many, it's, many it, times. It creeps me out. It makes me think they're Christian. <laughs> but but they, they try to work together. They fail. They have a lot of familial arguments. And they can't make it work. But they come back together in the end. Uh, uh, Big cameo from Mako Iwamatsu. Oh, yes! And also, Martin makes up a man, a dead man. Frasier Season 1, Episode 22, the author, author. Uh, there's a great joke in this where Kelsey Grammer is getting drunk at the hotel mini bar that they hole up in. And he goes, now I know why people turn into bloated alcoholics, <laughs> says the then current alcoholic uh, Kelsey Grammer, who did famously all of his scenes on Frasier incredibly drunk. Is that true? That is true fact stated from the cast. They had to hold the interventions for him on Cheers and Frasier separately. That is simultaneously depressing and impressive. Yeah. <laughs> He's still alive. You might say it's impressing. Yeah. But uh, no. Dim- so dim-pressing. what do we think about this episode, fellas? I think it's a good, uh, funny, funny one. I remembered it being better. I remember that little you song being that Niles and, and Frazier do. That's, that's pretty fun. Gets a laugh out of me. That's pretty fun. I, I had, I think, I had a couple of, uh, well, I had one laugh out loud <laughs> moment when they're having their their sibling fight, which we'll get back to it. Was such a great sibling fight. It is a good one. Where they they are trying to hurt each other, but they yeah. don't know how to fight. <laughs> but the line. <laughs> My God, I'm having a flashback! You're climbing in my crib and jumping on me! You stole my mommy! (laughs) You stole my mommy! (laughs) He is literally, like, shaking Niles on the bed, going, You stole my mommy! It's a great Kelsey Grammer line read. It's great physical comedy from uh, uh, David Hyde Pierce. Yes, this is—I I like this episode a lot. It, it's it's a good episode. I remember it being better. I think I might be have mixed it up a little bit with the Crane Boys mysteries. The Crane Boys mysteries. Um, the personal favorite of Tom. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's great. 
No, but have, have you guys had many sibling fights? Well, I had sisters, so it was, we did fight, but it was different from a brother's thing. Yeah, and Tom, you had one older brother and one older sister. Yes, this is correct. Uh, I only came to blows with my older sister. <laughs> yeah. It didn't happen much, and it was when we were small, but uh, it, did, it did occur. There is a great uh, thing on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, if anyone wants insight into Justin's relationship with his siblings. Uh, I believe this was this past Christmas Eve, where you and your brother were doing shots of whiskey and slapping each other in the face. No, 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 no. People were just slapping me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I once... Uh, my one brother, uh, let's say Matt, uh, pissed me off, and I went to hit him with a the uh, hard end of a broom. But I hit my brother Chris with the broom by accident, and then he kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> there was a time that I bit my brother Josh's nose, and he said, "If you if you bite my nose again, I'm gonna blow boogies into your mouth." And so I bit his nose again, and he blew boogies into my mouth. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've, what did you think was going to happen? I was, I was full. I was. Full you wanted to chomp on them boogies. <laughs> um, I, I like the logic behind that because you're biting his nose and he's sitting there thinking, "What does he want? My boogers in his mouth?" <laughs> that is pretty good logic. Well, if that's what he wants. Luckily, I fattened up early, so I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> the smallest for long. <laughs> That's the benefit of fattening up. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like sit on people. Let's have an Instagram post of all of us as fat children. <laughs> um, oh, oh man. Um, I think um, Roz Doyle says sh- uh, that Fraser and Niles are having a strokeathon in that one point. Does she? I don't remember that. Yeah, they're like being self congratulatory. And she says, stop it with this stroke-a-thon. You got somebody on the phone. And that means, like, like they're jerking it, right? I think it means stroking their own ego. Yeah. But it, I can see how you would think that. I thought oh. it was them jerking their dicks. <laughs> I mean, it could be. There's also <laughs> a great David Hyde Pierce um, piece of just sort of character comedy acting when he gets on the radio for the first time. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he does his like call sign thing. It's very funny. Yeah. This is Dr. Fraser Crane. I have a very special guest with me today. My brother, the eminent psychiatrist, Dr. Niles Crane. Hello, Emerald City. What's doing? What's happening? <laughs> what the hell do you think you're doing? That was my radio persona. Every great radio personality has one. I don't. That's my point exactly. <laughs> Just try to be yourself. It's a solid episode. It's good. You got some weird kind of like admissions on Niles' part that he's actually jealous of Frasier and his celebrity. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. It feels a little... It feels a little early for that, doesn't it? Yeah, and also feels it like does. a little... Early. Bear in mind, this is season one of this show. Uno. Yeah. And... Frazier's fame or relative fame is from pretty much here on out consistently undercut and shown to be meaningless. Yeah. And yet his fat face gets put on the side of a bus. Yeah. But then 
Martin makes up the dead men after they fight. That's true. I, I always cry over made up dead men. Gus. Gus the dead man. The best. Gus the dead man. And uh, Daphne is crying in the kitchen. It's like, oh, that story about Gus. It was so moving. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I thought Ooh. Oh, I thought we're not allowed to do Ooh, Daphne accents anymore. Into Daphne's territory. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Frank. <laughs> uh, and Martin goes, ah, I made it up. <laughs> You're on fire, Frank. <laughs> uh, favorite I'm tired, moment, ladies and gentlemen. Favorite moment of uh, the episode is uh, they're, they're about to have their fight, and uh, I thought you were going to say they were about to have sex. They're about to have sex, mm. uh, and uh, most hotel episodes end up with a character fucking um, Lilith. <laughs> Or almost fucking each other. Uh, see the much later Frasier and uh, Roz mm. hotel episode where they the whole thing is them almost having sex and then Kenny keeps walking in. Yeah. Oh, Kenny. Oh, Kenny. We'll get there. We're going to get to Kenny. But he said, uh, Niall, Niall says, I'm not jealous. I'm fed up. He screams. <laughs> yeah, it's a good line. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right. Uh, uh, now some... we're going to do the actual Frasier episode we were supposed to do this week. What? Hmm? What are you? Oh. Were uh-huh. we supposed to do an actual Frasier episode this week? And uh-huh. you've been interrupting us this whole time. What? Uh, you need to speak up. Can't, yes, Frank? Can't hear you. What, Justin? What you, yes, what are you saying? Aren't we doing another Frasier episode? What? What is that, like Mandarin or something that you're saying, Frank? Frasier. Coming up on recommendations, going to tell you what to check out. Everybody, felicitations, recommendations, listen to us. I would like to recommend, I've been reading a lot of (laughs) Japanese ghost stories written by Lefkadio Hearn, and then also I started reading Karanaki the Ghost Finder by. Uh, Ralph Dodgenhausen. I I I've been reading um, Manly Wade Wellman's Silver John Ooh. stories. Where are you getting those? You got those from the library? No, they are very difficult to find. I had to spend way more money than I wanted to. They're super expensive on the secondhand market. Yeah, yeah I got. That's it. why I've never bought them. I, I'm getting them fairly reasonably priced. I got uh, the collection of short stories for 25 bucks. I just ordered a couple of the novels for like 20 Um, But it's uh, a, a big influence on... Uh, uh, Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola of uh, Hellboy fame. Um, and it's l- legitimately... Discovering this is discovering a like puzzle piece. It is everything I love. It's yeah. Appalachian folk horror. Um, it's about a wandering uh, musician, <laughs> like searching for like songs and using all of his uh, uh, uncanny supernatural uh, knowledge to defeat. Uh, various uh backwoods monsters and uh and uh haints uh it's wonderful i'm also going to throw in here because it's very similar harrow county uh by colin bunn and uh tyler crook 
an incredible. I have always, always, always wanted to read the Manly Wade Wellman books, but like you mm-hmm. said, they are pretty expensive on the secondhand market, and they're very hard to find. You can because none of them. them are in print, but they're great. So go, go out there if if that's your thing. Tom, uh, well, I only listen to this podcast, and. Uh, you know, do the homework. I, I don't have any media appetites outside of it. Um, I'm going to do a shout out though. Uh, a shout out recommendation to, uh, my aforementioned, uh, organ harvesting expedition to Montreal where, uh, mm. my hosts, a uh, couple dudes, uh, uh, Ben and Nick, uh, cool dudes, good Airbnb hosts. They got a podcast up there. Uh, leveler podcast, LV, LR, uh, and they interview you can, various uh, you can musicians. Find them. We follow them on Instagram. Yeah. We follow them too. They're cool. They're all right. Uh, you know, all the musicians in Montreal and that music scene trying to get them to network. Uh, not like our happy little uh, singing, holding hands community down here in Philadelphia. Now me and Justin are holding hands. That was a weird note. All right. Uh, so I guess that's a plug. Uh, I don't know. What else do I like? You tell me. <laughs> what have been? What do I like, Justin? What do I? What have I been consuming? Alcohol. <laughs> that's that's not so true. Oh, I am gonna make a recommendation. Valentine yeah. Ale. So for the special episode of Plat Labs. Spoiler alert! It was all Frasier. I bet you didn't catch it. We. <laughs> A very special episode of the Platlets where we were all tired and couldn't properly commit to the bit. And, yeah. and we just wanted to get through some more Frasier. Yeah. Because uh, we have a real special episode coming up very soon. Accurate. Yeah. We'll tell you about it later. Yeah. But I bought some Valentine beer, which, as you well know as a loyal Frasier fan, is the favorite beer of one Martin Crane. Martin Crane. And we thought it didn't exist anymore, but it does exist. You can still find it. Uh, and I, I have some Ballantine Ale. And I'm from uh, the Philadelphia's area. And that the big beer, local beer around here, like Lone Star in Texas or Rainier out in Seattle, is Yingling. That's how you say it, even though it's spelled ridiculously. And Yingling beer is kind of like an okay, you know, moderately priced cheap uh, okay beer. Except... The guy who owns the fucking place went and donated money to Donald Trump's campaign in 2016, so they are dead to me. It's a goddamn shame. It is a shame because it's a wonderful beer. It's like it's the taste of underage drinking. It's yeah, and it it is super solid. It's like it's a good go-to beer. Yeah, it's like the Phillies hat of beers. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of like it's got a little bit of sweat in there. Uh, It's kind of pointless. It's got some hair. <laughs> Tastes like cedar water. <laughs> uh, anyway, I can't drink it anymore for the political reason. And I got this Ballantine beer for our special episode, and I think the search is over. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> I get why you got the beer. Are you serious? Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I, like, I knew you got it because we do Frasier on the show. But I didn't put it together that you got it because it was an all Frasier episode. Are you fucking serious? Ah! <laughs> Justin. Fuck. Uh, man. Okay. Uh, well, Frank? Uh, Jesus. I don't know. 
I uh, recommend a video game. Yes. Called Hollow Knight. That's on my list. It is an excellent, excellent video game. It is a Metroidvania-style game, which means it is an action game where your progression through a vast area is locked until you get certain abilities along the way. Um, It has this sort of oblique, sort of dense story about an insect kingdom that has fallen to uh, a disease and rot. It is very much like Dark Souls in that story aspect and also much like Dark Souls in that the combat requires you to learn enemy attack patterns and then fight around them um, and and sort of play to your strengths. Uh, It is an incredibly challenging video game, but it is so fun and and so worth getting into. Uh, And it is now available pretty much on every console you can think of, PC, Mac, Xbox One, PS4, and the Nintendo Switch. So Hollow Knight, get it. And if you have a Switch, I think it's supposed to be at its best on Switch. Nice. So what are we doing next week? Next week? Next week. It's a special episode. It's a special episode. The most a very special. special. Why is that, Justin? It's our 20th episode, for one. For two. For two. Lindsay's going to be on the show! Lindsay Zool, the person that we shout out all the time. Hello, Lindsay, how are you? You might not hear, this might be released after we record yours. Possible. Who knows? <laughs> this episode might not air in its current form. <laughs> it's pretty garbagey. I just want to apologize to everyone. It serves its fucking purpose. <laughs> Because drunk dad Justin has decided to uh, <laughs> shoot the television like Elvis. Uh, but uh, yeah, next episode we're doing, we're going to be doing with Lindsay Zool. Uh, it will be my first in-person Plaid Lads episode. It's true, you uh, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and it'll have to be You were jobless day. for the majority of this show. <laughs> you had nothing else to do. <laughs> No, I was jobless for the first, like, a month of this show. (laughs) I got a job in October. We started this show in September. All right. Uh, So uh, watch Legally Blonde and listen to Taylor Swift's um, 1989 is a summer. We're going to shake, 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 shake. Sound of the funky drummer. Yep. Fight the power. Goodbye! John Wayne was a hero to most or some. You do it, Justin. But he never meant shit to me. He's a straight-out racist, the sucker with simple and flame. (laughs) Motherfuck you and John Wayne. Goodbye, everyone. I love you. 1989, the number. Another summer. Sound of the funky drummer. Music hitting your heart, cause I know you got soul. Listen if you're missing, y'all. Swinging while I'm singing. Giving what you're getting. Knowing what I'm knowing. While the black band's sweating. In the rhythm I'm rolling. Gotta give us what we want. Gotta give us what we need. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. Okay.
Because if you end up having a show of Connie's Rick Rack, that is not far from me. Nice. That place sucks. He's played there before. The bathroom door doesn't close, or didn't close the last time I went. So you did, I had to take a very uh, uh, anxiety-filled poop. Because <laughs> it's like, it's this tiny-ass bathroom, and the door doesn't close. So I'm like holding the door. <laughs> And it was a, it was a crowded bar, and uh, yeah, it was a bad time. 